Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. This is Master Griot Radio, channel 13 on your NBBTA internet radio dial. I'm Jacqueline Taylor Adams, and I am your host for this moment in time. It's time for purpose-driven words, shaping thoughts, building minds, true wealth, communities, and legacies. If my words had wings, they'd fly to you each day. drummer Jim Newsom with Urban Tech Talk on the radio. I'm Jacqueline Taylor Adams and I'm your co-host for this moment in time. At this time, Jim Newsom is at the Urban Tech Block Party in Los Angeles, California. We were hoping to be able to get a feed directly from the block party, but I'm not sure if we'll be able to do that. If you would like to talk tech, call in to 646-716-7994. Again, the call-in number is 646-716-7994. In the meantime, we're going to go to Power by Johnny Popcorn, and then we'll be right back with a little Urban Tech Talk.
All right, we are back. Now, this week, um, Urban Tech Fair made a call to ask everyone to join us, encouraging all of our supporters at the Urban Tech Fair to participate in the National Day of Civic Hacking. Tech groups from across the nation are gathering together to develop tech solutions for their cities. Tell us what's happening in your city. To learn more, you can just visit us online at www.urbantechfair.org, and you can email us at info at urbantechfair.org. The National Day of Civic Hacking is a national event that will take place June 1st and 2nd. That took place, that was Saturday and today, 2013, in cities across the nation. The event will bring together citizen software developers and entrepreneurs from all over the nation to collaboratively create, build, and invent new solutions using publicly released technology. Now, Jim is in Lee Mert Park, that's L-E-I-M-E-R-T, in Los Angeles at our Urban Tech Block Party. And he was also there with Matthew Lyon, who is a community therapist, talking about how the mental health industry is using the fundamentals of gamification to work with patients to address their mental health issues. It's a hack for change. We can fix it. The Urban Tech Block Party. Now, um, Jim says, of course, if you're in the Los Angeles area, it's still going on. Come on out to Lemur Park for the celebration of the National Day of Civic Hacking. They have great pictures. You can check out pictures from yesterday and today. You can just go to Flickr, www.flckr.com, groups, forward slash hack for change. Now, in other urban tech fair news, we have reporting as um, our cultural historian, we have Hugh Gady, who always reminds us of our history from his Black in Time blog. So we take a moment and we go Black in Time and remembrance of Motown's record legend and one of the greatest vocalists in music history, David Ruffin. David Ruffin was born in Why Not, Mississippi, 15 miles from Meriden in 1957. He met Barry Gordy Jr. and then a songwriter with ambitions of running his own label. At that time, Ruffin lived with Gordy's father, a contractor, and helped Pops Gordy do construction work on a building that would become Hitsville, USA, the headquarters for Gordy's Tamla Records, later known as Motown Records. Ruffin's brother Jimmy would eventually be signed to Tamla's Miracle Records as an artist. David Ruffin became one of the significant cornerstones of The Temptation after his lead vocal on My Girl in 1965. Paved the way for such chart-topping follow-ups as Since I Lost My Baby, Beauty Is Only Skin Deep, All I Need, and I Wish It Would Rain. Ruffin was dismissed from the group in the late ni- in late 1968. His solo career got off to a promising start with the powerful ballad, My Whole World Ended, The Moment You Left Me, which cracked the pop and soul top ten in the early 1969. His last hit, 
to reach top ten was Van McCoy produced dance ballad Walk Away from Love in 1976 after being inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1989 with Other Temptation. Ruffin Kendricks and Dennis Edwards began touring and recording as Ruffin Kendrick Edwards, former leads of The Temptation. After a successful month-long tour of England with Kendricks and Edwards Ruffin died in June 1st in a Philadelphia, Pennsylvania hospital, an adverse reaction to drugs. That report came from my historian, Hugh Gates from Black in Time. You can visit Black in Time online at blackintime.net. Um, next up, we did want to send a shout-out and a welcome to Barbara Birchjola. And Carla Mays and Duchess Arita Robinson, who all joined the group this weekend. We want to say hello, welcome, and please take a moment and share your tech passion. Again, if you'd like to call in and talk tech talk, the call in number is 646 716 7994. We're going to go on to some more urban tech news. Um, our own Cynthia Renee Frazier from girlsgotgeek.com. She shares with us about beats and rhymes. Kids drop science at the Y in CBS, Minnesota. And another headline, another tech headline that we do have. We got a big shout out to Kenya Allman for spreading news on STEM. It's the STEM Digest and you'll find it at Paper Lead. Um, paper.li if you go to www.paper.li and look for search for the STEM Digest and you'll come up with a great digital magazine on STEM keeping us up to date on STEM now Mike Green had a really interesting discussion that went back and forth for a while in the group Mike Green is co-founder of America 21 Project. And this is what Mike states. Black America fought through generations for equality in hiring practice and promotions and lost. Sadly, we never made a comparable effort in the arena of tech entrepreneurship and job creation as we did in the battlefield as job seekers. The result is we produce no net new jobs, less than 1% of overall GDP, and the vast majority of our children have no idea how the innovation game is played nor how to compete in knowledge-based, tech-driven, 21st century global innovation economy fueled by startups, risk capital, and creative disruption led by high-growth entrepreneurs. So if progress on the main battlefield is stalled and we're not even competing on the entrepreneurial, entrepreneurship front, what's left for us and our children in America? That's what the question that he asked. So you can check this out. Um, he wrote this from an article that's in the New York Times called Blacks Professionals Progress Stalls. Now, many people did respond to the comment and ask various questions. And we'd like for you to not just ponder and listen, but what are you going to do about it? What is the next step? We talk a lot of talk, and we great for saying what the problem is, or our version of the solution, but what are you actually doing? 
You, you know, you really need to hear where the problem is. Are we creating wealth, creating jobs? More, are we creating jobs and opportunities? Even as solo entrepreneurs, are we really creating jobs for other, or, or like we're just, are we still just these one-person shows? Are we employing people and allowing people? to generate income that helps them maintain their properties, our property value, keep up with their home and live. We want to become a source for job for our own communities. Now, Najess J. Rucker responded, this was her comment, what skills does one need to enter the tech economy? It seems to me that many of us don't steer our children in that direction. I also think that there is a lot of fear in quote-unquote entrepreneurship with respect to the economies that blacks are not generally expected to participate in. Going beyond food and hair seems to be a shocker for many black people. My green answers, critical skills to compete in an innovation economy, whether one is an employee or entrepreneur, critical thinking, logic, creative thinking, ability to innovate, resiliency, risk astute, competitiveness, courage, capacity and willingness to collaborate, understanding of 21st century capitalism and innovation ecosystems, business acumen, leadership, research abilities, math, 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 mastery of English, not just mere proficiency, etc. Najess Rucker, she responds, Math, math, math equals there is your problem right there. Along with risk astute, many black parents train their children to be extremely risk averse and just get a job. That does not lead to a bunch of entrepreneurs. Deidre Ramsey McIntyre, willingness or understanding of collaboration is a big factor. We have to make our own way which means many may not have access to startup capital. However, how willing are we to collaborate on a potential profitable startup idea as part of a volunteer project and work on sweat equity until profitability? The reason so many startups are produced by the younger generation is because that is how many began. In order to leap ahead in the area of entrepreneurship, we're going to have to give to one another in projects not necessarily not-for-profit, for which there is a shared passion or vision for profitability with or without startup investment. That means a collaboration between artists, content producers, developers, and marketers working on the same project. Okay, that's a woman after my own heart. This is what I've been working after. Najess Rucker then responds, there must also be a willingness to accept that failure will occur. We do a very poor job at this in our community. Now, this is due to risk aversion. See, if you're risk astute, you know that failure is part of success. But our risk aversion makes us afraid to fail, and in the end we wind up doing it anyway. But 
Najef continues to state, we do a very poor job at this in our community. Bankruptcy or misstep in business is viewed as something committed by an individual with poor sight and or planning. That's not necessarily true. Many people fall first in business. Look at Steve Jobs and NextGen. Herschel Daniel continues, Africa, we have the best tech base of any black group on this planet. It just has to be organized. We work for someone else. Enid Doggett continues, she makes her statement, what solutions do you propose, Mike? I have been reading stories of our bleak progress for years. One solution is the urban tech fair, but I think overanalyzing is also a problem. Lots of talk, but no action. I'm there with you also, Enid. Mike continues to say, Enid, my organization, America 21, has been proposing solutions for three years, and our tune hasn't changed. The circumstances impacting black America has continued to worsen and will continue that trajectory until leadership, education, civil rights, and social justice organization, business leaders, politicians like the CBC and black-owned media and black journalists, as well as corporate DNI leaders, philanthropists, and investors begin to let go of the grip they have on the silence that maintains a large swath of our folks in the dark about the 21st century knowledge-based, tech-driven, globally competitive innovation economy. We not only cannot provide solutions for our folks because of the strange hold on mass communications to our people. But even when we do speak to our folks at the highest levels, exceptions are White House VC angels and serial techpreneurs, we see deer caught in headlights looking back at us. Our folks have lost generational knowledge, lack generational wealth, lack knowledge of new economic game that was invented in the immediate aftermath for Dr. King's death. And... The problem is so extreme and severe that most of us don't even know that the data points that reveal just how far the race has gone without us. The good news is there is indeed relevant, viable, feasible solution, and the nation as a whole needs us to succeed to bolster its global economic competitiveness, which has been flagging for years. America needs us. So my organization, America's One, has three primary goals. To change the economic narrative across black, Hispanic, and urban America, we must know and speak the language of the 21st century innovation economy, promote inclusive competitiveness across the landscape of urban, regional, local innovation ecosystems. White America has operated so long without us contributing significantly to the GDP that it doesn't even notice we're not at the economic strategy tables. But even if we were, the tables lacks a cultural competent process to engage us. Three, Connect the economically disconnected to local innovation ecosystems through STEM education, high growth entrepreneurship, and access to capital inclusive frameworks. These frameworks and infrastructure do not yet exist in any of our communities nationwide, and they won't until we can begin to openly discuss the disconnect and seek to be connected through the development of innovation pipelines within education and communities. This includes church communities. It goes on to state that solutions are all around us. And but in his consistent stating of solutions and before he even came to the solutions, he gave us three paragraphs of what we're doing wrong. One of the biggest things we do wrong, we don't know how to communicate. Some of the greatest minds and great people. This is the person 
And this type of talk makes you want to run away. You have to under you can't insult a person when you first go to them by insulting them, a wall block goes up. So they've already put up this defensive mechanism because they got an issue because you just insulted them. Therefore, the rest of whatever you're coming behind doesn't matter how good it is, even how uplift you started off with an insult. And many times, and there's sometimes you can work off a of shock value, but you cannot consistently speak like that and then wonder why no one is listening. So that is a big problem. And, you know, especially people in certain age groups, blacks, that's, they have this mentality, you got to tear, tear people down to build them up. That's not necessarily the case. So, you know, that was one of my comments is that you're not telling the whole story. People are doing, and sometimes we need to create images in people's mind. If we are so disconnected and we do not know, then we need to create images. You create images by saying what people are doing, what part of what they're working is what they're doing is working, and what what's the next step that other people can do. And I would also like to ask Mike if he's willing there is a poet I know who has the ability to break down complicated economic terms into simple street language that the the but basically anyone can understand. Sometimes people may have a heart because they may not know the street slang, but he can break it down into simple terms. Those abilities, those artists, as Deidre stated, we need to make collaborations. They become our communicators. We have to stop getting stuck with the same people. So he's, you know, these people that control this and this and that because, you know, I understand Mike wants to do it on a massive basis. But changes, most change, the most significant changes started grassroots. And as a marketing person, the goal is to go for word of mouth. You get the right person speaking it, they're going to tell someone else they're going to tell someone else. And we need to create, again, images. If we can see it, we can make it manifest it. If we cannot see it, if we cannot connect to it, if we're speaking in terms and everything that people don't understand are not connected to, then they'll hear us, but they won't comprehend. They won't be able to create images, and they won't fully understand what to do. Take an example. like I liken it to my... Um, Oh, um, my physics class that I had, I had a hard time understanding it. They told, you know, they would explain it. I heard the words. I would do the problem, would copy it. But when I got home alone, because I did not understand the reasoning, I was just doing the task. I could never just do it on my own. So I was able to find someone who could break it down find a way to get through to me in a way that I can understand. Once I did that and I understand the, the true basis and principles and how they work, I understood them in a way that I could understand them, then I was able to take any situation and apply it, the laws of physics. So these type of things are, um, I think, part of our hindrance. You know, it is a big problem. It's not a whole problem. We're going to change overnight. Um, but what we don't want to make it seem hopeless because when you listen to that, 
His energy level goes all the way down and just seems like insurmountable. And a person that's telling you they got solution first wants to give you three paragraphs of what what's wrong, why it's not, and even why they're telling you the solution keep reiterating what you're doing wrong. And so in, at the end you feel hopeless. So we don't want to make it feel hopeless. It's very hopeful. There are, and, and young people communicate in a whole different way. That's another thing. We need to connect this to young people. They communicate differently. Their thought patterns are differently. And some of these people, you know, who they state are, are dictating and controlling, they're, they're only dictating and controlling certain portions of the of the the community, not younger people. They don't listen to they don't subscribe to them. And so they have other ways of doing things, and I've seen it in the arts. I, you know, we've seen new art forms come. Like, take for granted, take for instance, Tyler Perry, who's going to make all these multi-million dollars off of what they would call Chitlin Circuit Theater. Professional theater did not function like that, and they're like, oh, my God, look what he's doing. But he had a way of guerrilla marketing and whatnot, and so now we're at a point where people are accepting there's more than one way to skin a cat. I think Tyler Perry, at the same time, learned to respect theater and, and those principles and all that he didn't know. He may have ability for some other, but he didn't understand the principles and all that he was working on. And I think he has the ability to um, now have much more respect for the classics than maybe he had before. At the same time, I think people have respect for the work Tyler Perry does, and but as each person continues to grow, he was able to show that there was a way to make theater profitable and guerrilla marketing and um, a way, you know, to market to the people to bring them in and develop a whole new audience and on, on another genre. So, and the same thing you see ha- I've seen happen in the film industry where, you know, everybody in film, they want to go this way, make this big film, and young people were coming out just going straight to DVD, but they were making money and they could generate income to go eventually go do bigger things. And when they went to that point to do bigger things, they had a following. So there are more than one way. There are young people innovating. There are a lot of people doing different things, and that's the great thing about the Urban Tech Fair. We want to bring all of that together. So many of us do not know what else is really going on around us. So if someone's not writing it up here or maybe not getting written up on this and that, that doesn't mean it doesn't exist and things aren't going and they're actually making headway. You know, we only, again, the the news is relative, to be truthful. It's, you know, um, it's not reflective of what's actually going on. It's biased. You know, general media is biased. So at the Urban Tech Fair, we want to showcase what's going on and show people that are various different things going on, different people doing things that you may not have known, and there are people you can work with and collaborate with. And for us to come together and collaborate. And, you know, we need to build. So everyone on this post had such great, relevant things to say. Um, I do suggest also that you check out Dr. Claudia Anderson. That's C-L-A-U-D. Check him out. Um, 
Deidre Ramsey continues to say we need a Y Combinator. And you can go to YCombinator.com to learn a little bit more. And a Y Combinator develop a new model of startup funding. So check it out, YCombinator.com. And so... um, it's just a real interesting discussion. If you want to follow this discussion, just come to Facebook, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash urban tech fair. That's our Facebook group. Great information. People really leave great resources here. If you just want to find new resources, information, and tech, this is a great way, place to follow. And so, um, <laughs> a great story in the news. We're going to close out on this story. It says, teen who was expelled from school for science explosion has received full scholarship to U.S. Space Academy. An African-American teen, well, she was expelled from school for a science explosion, <laughs> but she receives a full scholarship from U.S. Space Academy. Her name is Kira Wilmont. Google her and check out Kiera's story. Or again, come over to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash urban tech fair. Thank you for joining us. Um, Jim was not able to get through to get her um, at this time. He is still at the urban tech block party. But if you're near Learmont Park and you're in the Los Angeles area, please stop by. And for all of those who did attend, please report to us. You know, come into the Urban Tech Fair group or Facebook.com, Urban Tech Fair. Find us on LinkedIn, Black Planet, wherever you are, wherever you like to communicate, please report and let us know all the great things that went on. Um, Again, I'm Jacqueline Taylor Adams, and I am the co-host for this time. And I wanted to share with you also that we opened up the show with a tune called Polymath. And Polymath is by Anthony Stewart from his new digital CD, Visual Music, V-I-Z-U-A-L, Visual Music, Volume 1. So this has been our Urban Tech Fair. We will see you back in two weeks with Jim Newson, the digital drummer, and another great guest. Have a great day. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.